Ready to toot? Yes. Let's toot. Let's toot. Imogen toots. Hey everyone, welcome to Think Outside the Box Set. It's a podcast about artists that may be misunderstood, unrecognized, or dismissed. And I'm Nathan Hunt. I'm Cameron DeWitt. We were supposed to be doing in-person lesson, uh, lessons. In-person lessons, <laughs> yeah. We're going to come work. to your house, uh, dear listener, and we're going to teach you how to... Appreciate... Yes, appreciate <laughs> artists that may be misunderstood, unrecognized, or yeah. dismissed. By force, <laughs> if necessary. And... Uh, the world is burning down. Um, last, and by the world, I mean the Pacific North, well, the whole West Coast. Yeah. And uh, that's the world to me, apparently. Mm. Um, last week, I was unaware that, what, like when we recorded, I was unaware that um, Oregon was on fire as well. And Washington was on fire as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you had made a reference to it. Uh, and I didn't know that it had already spread up here. So, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah, it's it's anyway, really bad. It's the, super smoky. The air is so we can't poisonous outside. outside. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, pretty nasty. So here we are on Skype, even though we live fifteen minutes away that's or true. so. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we're doing another palate clem- clem- palate cleanser. <laughs> Can we start over? Just <laughs> the whole thing. That's up to you. I mean, you th- you hold oh, the editing God. keys figuratively. We're doing another palate cleanser episode. We were going to talk about the return of the return of Bruno or whatever his oh, other yeah. album I is called. Bruce Willis's album. Yeah. And then, you know, Toots may tell may to <laughs> Oh my god, I, <laughs> Cameron, I can't you Nathan. gotta get it together. <laughs> I can't. Toots may tell. <laughs> uh Toots Hibbert from Toots and the May Towels. Is that how it's pronounced? I do not know. Actually, okay. I don't. I don't even know how toots is pronounced. Is it toots, or is that just like what a nineteen forties gangster <laughs> says to his like his girlfriend? Hey, toots, here's a dime. Go buy yourself something nice. Yeah, um, yeah. Toots was uh, revolutionary one because he invented the term reggae, as far as we know, and well, he had he uh, a nineteen forties gangster. What's that? Oh, <laughs> and he had a nineteen forties gangster boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to do the reggae, see? <laughs> he applied the term reggae. It already it. was a term? Yeah, it was It was like the name of like a, a dance move craze, I think. It's like as if uh, as if the word Macarena like became the the name of a genre of music, I think. It's kind of the, the a similar idea. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah so Toots died. Uh, as far as I could tell from COVID. From COVID, yeah. Which fucking sucks. It's, it's uh, just rough. It's bad. It's not good. One one more reason th- this year is terrible. Mm-hmm. To add it to the pile. Mm-hmm. And uh, we pro- it would have been nice to have Carlos on if we weren't doing this last minute. Right. But we are doing this. We, it was a last minute change of programming. So here we are. Um, and I knew that you... You got to see one of uh, their last performances. Yeah, we uh, Rachel and I saw them relatively in um, in Burlington, Vermont. Uh, let's see, last summer. So I think a, a little more than a year ago, around my birthday in June. And uh, they have like a downtown. I think it, I think they call it like the Burlington Jazz Festival or something. Okay, um, but you know, jazz. Yeah, you know, jazz. Toots, Toots, and his jazz. 
Uh, it's the <laughs> Burlington Discover Jazz Festival. Um, okay. I mean, there's there's actually like some fun like Afrobeat musicians and stuff too. They have a pretty like uh, broad definition of what uh, is uh, quote unquote jazz. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> genres are problematic anyway it's true i mean they're all pretty fluid um but yeah it was it was last year in burlington and it was it was a great show we had a lot of fun um do you know why his name is toots or toots i don't (laughs) are you i hope you're gonna tell me no okay i was hoping i was hoping you'd be the expert i was hoping that was a setup (laughs) i mean i can go to wikipedia toots okay hibbert i'll also go there Instead of filling filling the space, yeah, don't like riff or anything or vamp. All right, just go ahead well, and. Uh, where does this name come from? Uh, well, it does not say. His, his actual name is Frederick. Yeah, Toots for short. Yeah, t- <laughs> I can't with this bit. <laughs> <laughs> bit just the way I'm pronouncing Toots. You mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, um, reggae music. Uh-huh. I I don't know enough about my my main impression is that Bob Marley sort of crossed over into the mainstream and like made everyone aware of reggae music but most people can only name one reggae musician most people at least I guess like most people around the world probably would name who who aren't Jamaican who or who aren't reggae fans right. would only be able to name Bob Marley. Yeah. That's the only reggae musician I'm that I know other than Carlos, former guest of the show. Uh, and, uh, and then now, uh, toots mm. is added to it. Cause I've listened to an album. We decided to listen to their first live album mm-hmm. from, it's was it 1980? Live. Yeah. 1980. It's I, called live. Uh, it's called live. Yeah. It's from 1980. Um, this is, this came, was in the Guinness book of world records apparently because it was the fastest put out live album I think ever. It came out. Oh, it came out like a day or two category. after um, it was recorded. I think this was at the Hammersmith in London. Well, it must have been. They must have done a good sound check because it sounds great. It does sound really good for a live album. Yeah, it sounds really good. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Well, should we should we jump into these songs? Mm-hmm. Do you have any other background? Um, I mean, the same the same producer that worked with Bob Marley. Uh, is it Peter Kong? Somebody Kong. Uh, Leslie oh, Kong. Leslie I'm sorry, Kong. I'm sorry. Leslie Kong. Yeah, uh, worked with uh, Toots. Do you like? Do you like that? I'm saying that Toots. Toots in the Maytel. Yes. Um, and actually, one of the songs on this album that they play, "Monkey Man," is in reference to Leslie Kong. Apparently, according to the genius. Um, That's great. <laughs> so I, I think. I mean, as far as I can tell, it seems like this Leslie Kong. Um, producer like was really instrumental in making reggae a worldwide music genre that's awesome mm-hmm. they made so many goddamn albums they, uh, and they they got one in 2020 like they just released yeah one. they did it's called so uh, what is it called you gotta be strong or something you gotta be you gotta got to be tough um and it's actually nine, 10, the first 20, new album in 20, 10 years it looks like 15 16 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, wow. Yeah, when you, when you first said we should we should cover Toots and the Maytals, I was like, Cameron, they have so many albums. We can't do it. <laughs> I got the plans for the rest of the year and the beginning of the next. <laughs> <laughs> to, toots until the vaccine. That's mm-hmm. what I say. That's my my motto. 
and then yeah, like uh, five live albums, some compilation albums. Yeah, they were they worked their asses off. Yeah, they really did. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I th- I think I mean we're not experts in in reggae. Uh, we're slowly becoming more knowledgeable about it through listening to it and and going in depth on Bob Marley. Slowly becoming less stupid about it. Exactly, we're getting less stupid and less ignorant uh, every second. Um, I. I wonder if this is an accurate sort of picture of Toots and the Maytals. Like it, it didn't seem to me like Toots was ever as revolutionary as Bob Marley was. It didn't seem mm. like he is. I I don't even know. I don't know if he's a Rastafarian for one thing. Revolutionary in the in in the specific like political sense, you mean? Yes. Um. Yeah. I I think it seems like Toots himself was raised like Seventh Day Adventist or something. I think. Hmm. Um, although he does, he does, uh, he does write about Rastafarian religious themes. Um, but he doesn't seem like quite as like political or activist, I guess, as Bob Marley was. Yeah. I I would say in this album, the closest we get to that are the last two tracks. Um, he has a track called 5446 was my number. And it's about how he was in prison for, um, marijuana possession Mm -hmm. and apparently he was set up by some sort of promoter um so he was in prison and then i think when he got out of prison is when they changed the band name to toots and the maytals uh instead of just the maytals oh really to honor his release that's i think i read that somewhere oh um and then so like i mean that's kind of vaguely political like it's just the idea of writing a song about that Mm -hmm. um yeah, but uh, and then the last song is just about how like times are times are tough. It's called Time Tough, mm-hmm. and uh, it's about how uh, how expensive things are to buy, like groceries or drinks. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. It's pretty straightforward. Yep. Yeah, a lot of these songs are pretty straightforward. Um, don't have a lot of unique lyrics, um, but you know, it's, Wait, it's to clarify, you mean within each song. You don't mean like unique within like lyricdom. Right. Yes. E- each yes. song may only have a like what? Yeah. 10 lines that are just, you know, repeated yeah. throughout the song. But like we've pointed out. And then out, the rest of it is scat. And some of it's pretty fucking wild. <laughs> <laughs> there is some fucking wild scat. That's for sure. Um, I've heard your children in a scat play um, based on some pre-recording. Uh, <laughs> I don't know overheard. if I want to include that in the B-roll, but we are a little late to recording because... Um, because babies poop, folks, and sometimes you could diaper them up all you want, but <laughs> <laughs> they're still going to chase you know, their it's bliss. Just damage control. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. But you know, as you said on the show before, like it's not every song has to necessarily be like uh, a Shakespeare sonnet or like have a ton of density or lots of metaphors or whatever. Like sometimes it's more about the groove, and especially for yeah. A, a, live gen- a live show um, of a genre that started as a dance music, which is reggae was like yeah. a dance music and still is. I mean, if you go to a reggae show, you'll, you'll see people shaking their booties and whatnot. Um, yeah. So it's, it's like, I don't know. It, yeah. I, I, I don't want to, their boobies <laughs> shaking their, shaking their boobies, shaking their booties, shaking all those things. Um, so I, I don't want to come across as like too uh, uh, critical of this kind of songwriting. Um, yeah, music is an art and music is a craft. 
some music is more craft than art. Sometimes the distinction is shitty to make anyway. Yep. But in this sense, it's like party music. It's, yeah, it's about it's about dancing to it. Yeah, and sometimes they just have like a couple lines that they feel are very impactful or very meaningful, and they repeat them rather than like you know yeah. extending it or developing it. And they're they're still like making a statement. They're just like not you know using a yeah. lot of words to do it. Like tell you, baby, you hugging up the big monkey man. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The big monkey man. <laughs> oh shit. Um. Yeah, I feel. <laughs> It's like a little uncomfortable to like reference that song in coming from my voice and my body. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'm assuming they're calling uh, Leslie Kong the monkey man because his last name is Kong. That's what I assume also. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's, More on, he's Chinese Jamaican. So I don't know if that makes it better. Oh, interesting. Uh, like, is he black? I don't know. I don't. Let me look at a photo of him. Because that's the that's the way to tell. <laughs> uh, he does not appear to be black. You know what? He he really. I mean, if he is, he he looks he he looks more East Asian than than black. If he is black, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's hard to tell because it looks like the only photos that exist are black and white. Um, yeah. Well, I don't want to speculate too much, but that is that is an interesting thing to add to this, and that makes me feel um, less uh, cringy about even just referring to Monkey Man. Uh huh. <laughs> the song. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so thank you for that salve mm-hmm. on my on my uh, on your white guilt. On my sensitive white guilt. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be sad. I must be. I must be soothed. <laughs> now you're talking like a white person. Great. All right. Um, I, I'm really fascinated by, you know, immigrant culture in other places other than the U S mm-hmm. and like how, uh, or like colonial culture in other places. And like, yeah, it's, it's the whole thing. Like when, you know, people talk about mixed race, um, there you, people often assume, or at least white people often assume here, uh, that you're talking about part white and then part something else. Right, yeah. Usually black. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm just like really fascinated by, uh, I, I mean, it's just so, it's so obvious, but like people don't talk about the experiences of, um, of immigrants in other places enough. Uh, I remember when I went to the, I forget the actual name of it, but it was in, in, uh, Victoria, Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to like the, um, Asian Australian, uh, like museum and yeah, it was really fascinating. Cause like Asian folks have been there for a really long time mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. you know, and they've been incorporated, um, in some ways more kind of fully than, than a lot of uh, Asian folks here. Like, like there's um, the lineage goes back. Well, I would say just, just as long as, uh, as, as it has in the U S but um, yeah, there's, there seems to be a a huge portion of just completely uh, what's the word I'm looking for when you just sort of like integrate Mm -hmm. culturally into not assimilate um, but like because you become part of the culture right 
Right, right. Yeah, it's like totally informed the culture. And, you know, I'm like looking at, uh, you know, there's a huge section that's all just um, uh, World War One um, Asian Australian uh, vets or, or soldiers mm-hmm. and just their stories. And it's like, wow, these people were like signing up to go to war for Australia. Like this is mm-hmm. anyway. Um, so, yeah, I'm. that's a huge that's a like that's that's a a real big ta- tangent, but I am interested in that. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so should we talk about these songs? Yeah, absolutely. Let's see. How about we talk about the first one? pressure drop so this is actually one of the songs that is political and is a little bit more uh activist than some of these other songs um, yeah but it's it does so in kind of a buried way uh because it, it's mostly just a me- metaphor that he doesn't really explain uh he says sure. i say pressure drop oh pressure oh yeah pressure gonna drop on you i say when it drops oh you're gonna feel it know that what you're you were doing wrong uh and those are basically the main lines of the song yeah yeah in general i'm not a a huge fan of the idea of like um god punishing people with weather for being immoral (laughs) like that concept yeah i i don't think (laughs) it's literally referring to pressure (laughs) a pressure drop camera well i think that's what it's metaphorically uh referring to um Especially since the way that's been applied by like uh, white Americans towards various Caribbean like people and and people groups. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, God doesn't have anything to do with it. It's weather's whack out there sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> in ways that it isn't in a lot of the mainland. Anyway, uh, Toots talked to talked about the song uh, in the Guardian. If you do bad things to innocent people, then bad things will happen to you. The title was a phrase I used to say. If someone done me wrong, rather than fight them like a warrior, I'd say the pressure's going to drop on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sort of a passive aggressive. It's thing, it sort but, of is. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. It's it's pretty unclear what he means by that. Um, he could be talking about just like sort of karmic, cosmic uh, punishment. Sure. He could be talking about like a brewing social change, especially in Jamaica, uh, mm. which at the time was like had a government that was pretty oppressive and uh, specifically, you know, in the in the case of marijuana was like persecuting Rastafarians for using it and like sure. planting drugs on people like Toots himself and then locking him up for 18 months for marijuana possession. Uh, I mean, if you can imagine a society that like uh, <laughs> I can't even finish that bit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if you can imagine a society that criminalizes drug usage in order to control control the population. I mean, come on. That's crazy. Uh yeah, like you said there aren't a lot of unique within the song lines. Um it's mostly just pressure going to drop on you. And uh we've basically read all of the lyrics, but um that being said, I think the the metaphor of a a pressure drop causing a storm is uh, is is a very foreboding and arresting 
metaphor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the idea of, you know, someone who, you know, has it coming, just sort of having this sort of chill of like, oh, wait, I think I've lost, you know, like my influence. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'm about to like that sort of feeling of like, it's the Looney Tunes it's eerie. running off the cliff and that like yes. running several feet <laughs> past the cliff and then looking down and seeing that they are in midair yeah. and then they fall. So there, yeah, I think, I think there is something kind of satisfying uh, about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and especially with this, like, it's more, it almost feels more ska than, than reggae in what I've, in my very limited experience of listening to both mm-hmm. um, in the up-tempo, uh, the feel of it. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think there were any horns. I don't recall them. Yeah. Um, uh, I first heard this is... song from The Clash. Go ahead. Oh, interesting. Did you ever listen to The Clash? Not much. Apparently, Carlos opened for them back in back in the day. Carlos Jones. That's amazing. Uh, Cleveland reggae superstar, the, my father-in-law. The Carlos Jones. The Carlos Jones. Um, <laughs> yeah, they uh, they started as like a punk band in the UK and then gradually became a reggae world music sort of pop huh. band. Um, and they, they covered, they did a lot of like reggae influence stuff on um, like London Calling and some of the their later stuff. Huh. Um, and they cover Pressure Drop on, oof. I don't remember which album it is, but yeah, I used to listen to the clash a lot. So there's a lot of just kind of random synth moments that just kind of burst on mm-hmm. in out of nowhere. Like the synth doesn't have to me a discernible place in most of the arrangements until just all of a sudden it's there. And then it just takes up a lot of space and it's pretty interesting. Ah. Um, especially like rhythmically in this example, uh, it's got like a real weird pocket. It's like too many notes to fit into that space. Yep. <laughs> it's always it's always really interesting to me when, you know, a melodic instrument starts playing and you're like, oh, this is the start of a solo. Mm-hmm. And then they just do the same thing again. And it's like, oh, you meant to do that? Like, <laughs> this was planned? <laughs> this is the part you wrote? Mm-hmm. Like, that's fucking bonkers, you know? So in the sound sample, yeah, that, that riff which is kind of a weird kind of, it feels like a very in the moment riff. It just does it exactly again, unless there, unless it really was a soul. I, I haven't listened to the, the original non live recording, but maybe that is just a solo that, and they're just quoting themselves, hmm. but I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, then there's some, I guess this doesn't technically count as scatting, uh, but you know, in we were talking about the lack of unique uh, lyrics and, you know, Toots has to do something while the band is just extending these songs mm-hmm. and he makes some really interesting choices. Mm. <laughs> and, sometimes, and sometimes to me, to my ears, like I, I, I thought that the way that Bob Marley would stretch out these very few amount of words into, he would just like, sort of like, improvise on them sing different notes sing different lines sing different words like around the the very small amount of words Mm -hmm. um i thought he did that in a very elegant way uh in the recordings that we listen to i mean i haven't actually heard much from him live 
uh, other than the like big singles. But I just thought that I just thought the toots in this album made some really strange choices, and mm. they're powerful choices. <laughs> 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 but here's an here's an <laughs> so he yodels and he says droppy 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 drop it's <laughs> 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 <is> pretty intense <laughs> droppy 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 drop i i don't dislike it <laughs> it's not bad no it's just prof- profoundly interesting oh man he sounded really hoarse at the beginning of that sound sample too yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're up there you know yeah i mean it's hard <laughs> giving to, it your all yeah it's gonna be taxing jumping around Did, there's a lot of that stuff in this album and I only took some sound samples. What was he like live? You know, I have 40 ish, almost 40 years later. Oh boy. Um, a lot more sedate. I would say, I think he He didn't have the same amount of energy. No, no, it turns out. (laughs) Um, I seem to remember him sitting down for most of it. Is that right? I'm not sure. Uh, I do remember like they like, I mean, they brought a lot of energy, not in the sense that they were like jumping around the stage or whatever, but they like put so much like energy and um, danciness into the music that everybody was moving, even though like yeah. everybody up there was like pretty old, but um, they can still groove. The The original band is like all still like just old dudes. They haven't cycled anyone out. Um, oof, I that's past my knowledge of it. I, I think qu- quite a few of them seemed, you know, around Toots's age. Um, but I don't, I don't know how many of them are original. Tootses. Tootses. This is a funny thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about Sweet and Dandy? Sweet and Dandy. So I'm not really sure what this song is about. Yeah. So it's clearly about a wedding. Yeah. And then they're talking about the different people at the wedding. Um, so like mama say she must wipe her eyes. She's crying. Papa say she no fee foolish. Is that, I don't know what fee is or fee. Um, I'm not sure. I, th- oh, I, w- I wonder if, if we can still like, get our uh, reggae like dictionary oh yeah what was it pa- patois, patois or something it was like reggae patois.com or something oh let's see uh, uh i accidentally just mm, i just typed in patios <laughs> oh my god that's not gonna do it <laughs> no that's, that's not gonna do it yeah <laughs> toots toots definitely sings in some thick uh patios oh. <laughs> in this album fit is uh is uh four is a variant of of four okay so like she there's some compounding like grammar and vocabulary stuff here though yes. because like papa say she no fi foolish she no four foolish hmm. she's not what is, she's i still not don't know what papa's foolish? saying i yeah. i don't know I, I don't know if this is uh written in jamaican patois or if there's just like a a influence of jamaican patois but it is uh 
hard for us to understand having not much experience with that. That that being said, you can sort of infer a lot of like, I don't know, kind of like sweet meaning in the song, like Johnson in the room, a fret uncle say he must hold, uh, uh, hold up him head. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like kind of like family drama and like, and sort of um, nerves around the wedding. I, I don't know if this is taking place on the wedding day or maybe the rehearsal dinner or something like that before. Um, yeah. And then it's just sort of talking about the community in very, very few words, uh, in the family and sort of everyone either reacting to or getting ready for this wedding. Um, and the, the lyric that I like a lot is all the people, them dress up in a white fee, uh, fig go eat out Johnson wedding cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like everyone's just like really excited <laughs> to eat this cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One pound 10 for the wedding cake, which genius says is, is a healthy sum of money. Um, plenty bottle of cola wine, which apparently is a, uh, is a fortified caffeinated alcoholic beverage. Oh, it's like a Jack and Coke. Yeah. Or uh for loco basically. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just fucked up on four loco yeah, and cake. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No wonder they're no no wonder they're stressed out. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting because like the one of the main lines of the song is it's no wonder, it's a perfect pander. And pander has like such a negative connotation in yes. my experience. Yeah. Um I'm not really sure what he's talking about. It did make me wonder if that was the actual lyric. Did, I mean, we are reading this from rapgenius.com. Yes. So. Uh, could it be perfect ponder? Like thinking, like pondering? But it said, it said it's no wonder. It's a perfect it's a, ponder. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't know what that would mean either <laughs> if that were the lyric. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is that? Yeah. Something else that showed up in this album that I noticed a lot when we covered Bob Marley was they have these like amazing intros that just wouldn't be quoted at all throughout the rest of the song. And that I believe that happens in this one. Mm-hmm. And often it'll be like a, a minor key or in a, or in a different key. Uh, and then it'll just transition into this like major upbeat arrangement. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And there's a really cool intro. In this one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a freaking Led Zeppelin riff or something. Yeah, it's like pretty it's like pretty nasty and it's like, oh, this is gonna be like a real sassy song. And then it's like, hey, it's a wedding cake song. Sweet and dandy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh should we move on? Sure. Um I guess next one is Monkey Man. Monkey Man, Monkey Man, man. According to Genius, uh, they say this song was an affectionate dig aimed at the Maytals producer Leslie Kong, um, <laughs> and it's it's pretty. I don't know. It's it's it feels pretty playful and uh, kind of fun for what it is. Uh, 
the lyrics are I I I I I I I tell you baby you hugging up the big monkey man I've seen no sign of you I only heard of you hugging up the big monkey man so who's this two who's the second person uh the baby that's hugging up the big monkey man (laughs) (laughs) the monkey man's holding a baby and the baby's yeah. going goo goo gaga. Ay, 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 I'm going to hug you up. Yeah, and hug, <laughs> hugging, the baby's hugging him up. Uh, would you rather get hugged up or hugged down? Oh, I think hugged down. That sounds a little more <laughs> <Hell> yeah. sexier. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I've seen no sign of you. I only heard of you. Hugging up the big monkey man. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, I don't know. There's not a lot of... It's kind of hard to understand, like, any of the specifics of what's happening in this song. I don't think we're really intended to know, you know, when when he says, it's no lie, it's no lie, them and tell me you hugging up the big monkey man. Like, It's very possible that there are no specifics in this song. Yeah. To interpret. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that sounds about right. Well, I don't have any sound samples from this one. It's a fun little song. I don't have much to say about it. Uh... Should we talk about Get Up Stand Up? Sure. It's, We're doing decently on time. Yeah. This is not the song that I thought it would be. It's, I thought it would be not the, get up, the other one. It's not the Get Up Stand Up song that most people know of from the reggae tradition. It's very yes. different. I, and is, is that song called Get Up Stand Up, the one everyone is thinking of? Maybe not. I don't know. Um, don't do Stand Up. It's it like might be lot. called Stand Up for Your Rights. Yeah, maybe. No, yeah, it's called Get Up Stand Up. for Your Right to Party. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh it's apparently called get up stand up so all right well let's listen to the This is a super kind of like zoom in nitpicky thing. Um, Not nitpicky, but uh, so this is a really common chord progression around this time, Mm -hmm. which is uh, you do. I have a guitar right here. Mm. So I was doing some recording. Um, um, I think I'm in 432. (laughs) That's my get up in the cool guest. Insisted. I don't think for um, new agey reasons. Anyway, so um, that's funny. I'm in 432, but that sounds to me like it's exactly in tune with the recording. Maybe they were as well. Huh. Toots. Totes. They into that. <laughs> They're, toots is totes into <laughs> that new agey <laughs> universe frequency stuff. Anyway, um, so they go uh, C, B flat. And then to F. Um, and uh, that's a really common, like, kind of classic rock chord progression. Was that a 5 4 1. Um, no, it's um, flat, it's one oh. flat seven major uh-huh. to major four. Um, and essentially, kind of how it functions is the flat seven chord is kind of like a borrowed four chord from the four chord. So it's like the four of four oh, almost. Get on the floor. Um, so, yeah, exactly. So uh, so this is a common like very uh, 
in Western music theory, which is one way to describe it, it would be like play, a plagal cadence, like, Amen. Um, so what you're doing is you're taking the the four to one uh, of the four. So it's like a very, it's a borrowed chord. It's a it's a, like a momentary, well, that's not actually the name of it, a borrowed chord. It's, you're taking, you're pretending like you're in a different key for a split second mm-hmm. um, to stretch out. It's like the circle of fourths as opposed <laughs> to the circle of fifths. Um, so that's, you know, um, you know, like that song or sweet home Alabama. You know, it's a very prevalent chord progression. One thing that I think is interesting in how Toots is playing it um, is they're going uh, one flat seven major and then they're going to this note as the bass note yeah that's their voicing and then they they never go all the way down to the f they they end on the third degree of the chord which is an a some of those bar Um, chords bar chords can be hard especially on the very first fret there's so much string tension there yeah, but the the bass is going down to the A as well. Oh. So I don't know if it's as much... I, I think it's an actual artistic choice as opposed to just like an idiomatic kind of function. Um, and they also seem like very competent guitarists. Like, I think they are, they're doing it not out of a place of limitations, but, you know, um, agency. Not that it would be a problem <laughs> if it was limitations. Uh or that I would judge them for that. I mean, I certain that's how I play. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, especially guitar. Yeah. Um, but I just think that that sounds uh, nice and kind of sets it apart from this kind of classic rock power chordy kind of sound. Mm-hmm. Don't play it again. Yeah, it makes it sound more melodic and less chordal. Yeah, it feels sort of more modal in its approach, more like line-based than what's the chord progression that we're playing? All right, let's just like chunk on these chords together. They're like, no, we're playing this line. This It's more like a motif. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I kind of appreciate that. It's really, really zeroed in kind of thing that maybe I'm reading too much into, but mm-hmm. it's just those little details. Yeah, that's fun. Um, What's this song about? Uh, Being proactive. I was going to see my love and I was going, get ready, brother. It feels like a metaphor or an allegory that I don't really have access to. Um, and we, we saw something similar, actually. There's this verse where it says, for the evening train would be too late, get on board the train, for the evening train will be too late, but I don't hear it. There was like a, a Bob Marley and the Whalers song that was about being late for the train or something, right? This is familiar. Yeah. Was this some sort of gospel train? Yeah. Was Jesus the conductor? Something like, or or Haile Selassie, maybe. Toot toot, I'm, on the, I'm, I'm conducting the train, I'm Jesus. Train. <laughs> Jesus loves trains. Ah, this train, I think it might be what it's called. This train is bound to glory, this train. Oh, that's like an old 
Isn't that an old Southern Gospel song? It sounds like it. This train is bound for glory. This train. Yep. Right? Oh, yeah. And at the end here of this song, I'll be turning back for no brother, no sister, no friend, no nothing at all. I'll be grabbing the morning train. The evening train will be too late. Hmm. Yeah. So I think, I, I don't know, like, to what extent this is a motif that is repeated or whatever. Um, but it definitely seems like it's something they have in common with the Bob Marley song. Uh, I don't I don't have anything else to say about the song. Yeah, I don't think I do either. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, there's some fun scat stuff in Hallelujah. Ooh. I love that Leonard Hallelujah. Song. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So uh, Toots just want us, wants to point out and just show off how well he can spell. Um, yeah. Once I was bound by the name of J-E-S-U-S to V-I-C-T-O-R-Y, I am. Uh-huh. Wait, slow down. <laughs> My man, I call upon you because you look so very strong to C-H-R-I-S-T. Or he actually says C-H-R-I-S-T. <laughs> Like the rhythm of the spelling in this just feels like really contrived. Yeah. <laughs> like they're like, okay, I'm going to spell it out. And I'll make it, I'll make it work rhythmically in the moment <laughs> somehow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they really spell it out for us, don't they? Did you ever sing in like Sunday school this song? That's like I am a C, I am a C H, I am a C H R I S T I A N. No, we mostly had like and I had dirge like songs about how we uh, deserve to go to hell. Oh no, is that true? <laughs> yeah. Did you really? Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> you didn't have like fun fun kid songs uh, that were all that were in, implicitly about going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. I mean, we didn't have a lot of, I don't remember a lot of like kids songs anyway. So yeah. Cause this one, it ends with and uh, and I will L I V E T E R N A L L Y. It's hard to spell eternally. Yeah. It's not true. I'm not going to, I'm not going to live eternally. I refuse. Uh, okay. So you want to do some scat? You want to play the, yeah, there's some f- kind of fun call and, gu- call and guitar. Call and guitar. <laughs> call and response. Oh my God. <laughs> Maybe we need to record later. I feel like when, when I don't have like evening, evening loopy Nathan energy to buoy me <laughs> in the afternoon. I mean, yeah. Okay. We'll talk about that. I need to get just way more drunk at three in the afternoon. I think. Yeah. Maybe that's. Yeah. That's just gotta be. They are having fun. Damn. Yeah, the guitar is is just right behind. Like it's it's more of an 
it's more like an actual literal echo as opposed to a call and response with a proper form. And it's kind of, yeah, it's, I like that. Yeah, it's super fun. Also, the, the guitar tone in this album it fucking rules. It does. It's just yeah. like, it's very small. Mm-hmm. Like the solo guitar. It's just like, has a, has a very sort of narrow frequency range. Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> it's very muted and little. And I just think it sounds really cool. Yeah, I love it. Good job, whoever the sound people were. And especially considering this, I, I checked it on Wikipedia, this uh, album hit record stores within 24 hours of the concert. How do they How do they even physically press those? I have no <laughs> clue. That seems like <laughs> That's impossible the part that sense in 1980. <laughs> like, how the fuck did they do that? Uh, Funky Kingston? That's what they call it. And it's the name of this song. Man, I keep I keep uh, typing this into search boxes as uh, Gunky King. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to figure out what that is. Um, I'm so bad at guitar is the thing. So um, that organ part is going and it's in F sharp and it goes A natural um, and then B natural and then A sharp so it's like minor and then major Uh, and I think that's a really fun thing to do over and over and over again in the groove Mm -hmm. you know it's a little chromaticism you want to play that again so people can hear it yeah Um, I, I did take a sample of him. (laughs) It's funny, like in retrospect, it's clear that he intends for the sing-along part to just be the na, na, na part. But in this sound sample that we're about to listen to, he does some like, hey, hey stuff, but he does the hey, hey stuff different every time. And the audience just somehow just knows not to sing the hey, hey part, (laughs) but it sounds like they just get confused. Mm -hmm. Like for for to me the first time listening to it. Go ahead and play it. Yeah. Let's do it one more time. Hey hey. No. <laughs> He likes that. Aw, that's sweet. That's a sweet thing to say to an audience. I, I like that. I like that. <laughs> I, mean, I like it. You all sound like shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think that's... Is that song about anything? Um, I don't think it is. It's about how funky Kingston is? 
Well, it, there's only eight tracks. I think we should just talk about the last two. Yeah, okay. We should just real real quick touch on them. Yeah. This is 54-46 was my number. So this is apparently a sequel song to uh, a song that was called 5446, That's My Number. This one's called 5446, Was My Number. Um, and it, Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And it, it's that was his prisoner number when he was in jail for possession of marijuana. Uh, and the genius says, it would later transpired that he had been set up by a promoter. That sucks. Yep. That's really you hate, bad. You hate to hear that. <laughs> it's just yet another bad thing that happens in a... Uh, carceral state that carceral state that is waging a war on drugs you can uh you can fuck people over by planning drugs on them uh is that uh hey 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 uh, listen what they say um or listen what i say or i said yeah listen what they say isn't that in another song that's like a riff um, i feel like i've heard that in some other like soul song or something oh yeah doesn't that sound familiar to it you it does kind of sound familiar this this whole live album, there's a lot of blues influence and a lot of like soul and R and B influence. Also, there are some mm-hmm. there's some guitar playing that is like very much like electric blues. Uh, so I think they're borrowing from a lot of American music. Um, but you're right, that does sound kind of familiar. Listen, to what I say. So I think we should listen to the sort of like preaching style intro to this because I think it's just uh, we're doing this to like you know because Toots died and I think. I'm glad you chose this live album because there's like, I don't know, some kind of like sweet, very human in the moment uh, moments. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is one of them. I'm going to dedicate all my time tonight for each and every one of you. And I want you to do a little part of this version with me. It goes like this, everyone say, yeah. <laughs> it goes like this, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think it says yeah for the rest of the song. <laughs> I think I might have found uh, the, the song that we were thinking of. Oh, really? What Did I Say by Ray Charles. Mm. I hope we'll be able to hear this. Um, Wait, that's the name of the album, but that doesn't have the song on it. What? What? This is a song about how he wants to fuck his baby grand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it probably is. Okay, here we go. Can you hear it? Yes. Hey, mama, don't you treat me wrong? Come and love you, daddy, all right long, all right. similar 
I'm not sure what it's supposed to explicitly mean in either song. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, is that does I, that seem to be the the song we were thinking of though? Uh, I don't know. I will say that uh, <laughs> it is funny. Like, <laughs> I understand the convention of like calling your uh, um, the woman that you're interested in, mama, and referring to yourself as daddy or the other way around. But when you put them together, it's just like, you're my mom and I'm your dad. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, wait, hold on. What? (laughs) Like when you use them both at the same time, it's really confusing. (laughs) I don't even want to think about how I track. (laughs) Is that possible? Who knows? I don't want to think about it. Episode title. (laughs) uh i think i had something else oh yeah this is the this is where the scat really goes off the rails oh yes yeah you know (laughs) were those words I don't think so. I think it was just like bare naked ladies, ah. <laughs> like chickadee China, the Chinese chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's basically just that. <laughs> That's funny. He he did do that. Um, they did that. Uh, that give it to me one time. <clears throat> give it to me two time. <clears throat> yeah, they did do that in uh, the live concert that I saw back in last June. That's yeah. great. Two hops this time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> now Charlie Brown. <laughs> uh. Time tough. Time. Let's just uh, let's just listen to one sample of this and then and then close yeah. it up. Unless you have something to say, I don't. Uh, I don't think so. We already talked I mean, about is, it. Yeah, it's mostly a song about how times are tough, and uh, I boy, I could wish I, I wish I could relate to that. Like you know, if, if you could imagine like being in an economic depression where tons of people are out of work, you know, it would really inform our enjoyment of the yeah. song. Yeah, but thank God we're not going it's through just that. Too irrelevant to you know? me. <laughs> So overall, I was I enjoyed this album, and the thing that stood out to me about Toots specifically is that his singing is just super raw. I and think on the live album, especially, he sounded like pretty raw and hoarse. Yeah, and I'm pretty I'm into it. I think it's there's a lot. He just has a lot of character in his singing, uh, both in the the content of what he sings, and I don't mean the lyrical content, but I mean the uh, just. Uh, syllabic content maybe this the syllabic content the the um yeah and like the when he when he sings like the the musical choices um and uh also the the timbre mm-hmm. it's just very whimsical in a way that yeah i i i have i had never really heard from from bob marley or very often who who always to me just sort of felt very kind of aloof or like polished 
And uh, I don't know. I thought I thought it was really fun and and disarming. I would say that's my main the main vibe I got from this album is it felt very disarming. Yeah, and just a lot of fun, and I really appreciated it. I could see that. Yeah, it seems like Toots like really just wanted to um, just like have a good time, like almost above any other, like any other thing. It was like, yeah, we're playing like fun music for people to dance to and have a good time and just like enjoy life. Toots just want to have fun. Yeah. Toots just want to have fun. <laughs> when the working day is done, Toots just wants to have fun. Eh. Now we're bringing it back around because they call it girl Toots. There it is. There you go. All right. Let's close it up. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week with, uh, I think, whoever is voted in as our next artist, right? We got uh, yes. Okay. actually so- up this time. It, no, it is it is up. We're getting votes. Okay. I don't know who's currently winning, but it's between Tete or Gaga. Mm. So Tete or Gaga. I'm going to say I'm I'm going to close it. I, I'm going to close it uh, su- Sunday night, okay. right before this next Sunday night. Yeah. So because we, I don't know about you, I always listen right before we record. Yeah, me too. On on yeah. Mondays. So let's just like yeah, Sunday night at some point in the evening before I go to bed. So. Get in your votes during the day on Sunday at the latest. Yeah, exactly. And then you'll determine who, uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't voted yet. Oh, do we get to vote? I haven't decided. I thought it was one of those terms of service things where like employees and affiliated people are not allowed to be eligible or whatever. I, every time we've done this, I've voted. You son of a bitch. What? (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? I think it's, I think it matters. Oh my God. You haven't voted? I don't really? think I have. No. You've had such strong opinions, though. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, true, true. But I, I was also, like, in the past, I was the one, I, well, no, mostly, a lot of the times, I was the one, like, running the poll and administering it, so. Yeah. And then, and then at times, you would be like, <laughs> you like, I don't like where this, <laughs> I don't like where this is going. I'm going to make a tweet <laughs> and try to steer this. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> do you have a preference? I'm just curious. Um, Huh. I don't think I really have a preference for this one. I'm pretty like ill-informed about either of these people. Gaga might be a well. I don't know. I was gonna say Gaga might be a little bit more interesting because she's like an, a weirdo art school student um, yes. who does like very consciously subversive things. Like in the song Poker Face, she sings the line "fuck her face" repeatedly, and she slipped it past the censors, which is very fun and very cool. Wow. Um, but then again, like. Doesn't Tay Tay like stir up some shit too? Doesn't she get like some sort of activism? I don't think until like very recently. Okay. And I I think it's I think if anything, my my impression of her is that it's the opposite. Is that she hasn't been subversive enough oh. um, for someone with her amount of influence. Uh-huh. And when she's made attempts to, people are like, "Where have you been?" I see. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm interested in talking about Gaga because I'm I'm interested in like the conversation about like sensibilities mm-hmm. and people having like I don't know kind of like weak constitutions to things that make them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I want to talk about like how out there was Gaga stuff actually? Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. I mean. Like how shocking was it actually? It doesn't seem that bad. I mean, she had a meat um, dress. I wanna, that was still pretty weird. Yeah, I, I want to see like what is the music itself say yeah and then um for taylor what i'm interested in 
Yeah, Tay Tay is uh, kind of similar to your to your thing about um, you know boomers for Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. Like we've touched on this a little bit, or at least I have in the since we've done the show. Um, there's an interesting intersection <laughs> of accountability and misogyny that I perceive uh, to be pointed at white women, especially in the United States. Mm-hmm. And um, there's the, they, they really get thrown under the bus and it's it, the way the conversations play out, I think is really interesting um, because on the one hand, um, the, they, you know, like white women, yeah, need to be held account- accountable for a history of um, reinforcing, um, well, for for essentially being non-intersectional and, and reinforcing a lot of like racist um, systems mm-hmm. and leading them at, at times. Um, and, you know, uh, owning their, like in the similar way that white people, uh, that poor white people specifically have like, agreed to be racist essentially in order to have more power than, than, than non-white people, you know, like there's a similar thing going on there. So like, I think that reckoning has been like a long time coming, but on the other hand, there, there are women and sometimes people I think get a little bit too much glee out of making fun of white women. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so it's, I don't know. I, I'm interested in like using that as a jumping off point to have some of those conversations. Um, and I don't want to give anything away, but if I want to cover Taylor eventually, but um, I, I have someone in mind to be a guest for the entire season. Ah, I think I might've heard rumors of this. Yes. Yes. That would be so, interesting. Uh, who, who, who would, um, I, w- I would say legitimize <laughs> us having those conversations a little bit more than just like two, two mm-hmm. white dudes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, till next time where we have our, uh, our next uh, artist to cover, you can visit us online at boxset.website, email us at email at boxset.website, tweet us at Topias Podcast, join our Discord, the link will be in the show notes. Um, you can support us in a number of different ways, including going on Apple Podcasts, uh, formerly iTunes, leaving us a review, uh, jamming on those star buttons. If you want to support us more directly, you can share the show with people and tell your friends and your family and, and uh, about it. Anyone you think might enjoy it on any level. Yeah. Um, if someone who likes just real down and dirty, <laughs> immature stuff, send them to the early episodes. <laughs> if you want more like enlightened conversation... With fewer mentions of penises <laughs> than maybe uh, maybe the more recent ones. That's a good point. We probably have talked about wee-wees less than we used to. We literally took out an ad on Mabim Bam that talked about, like, uh, that talked about, like, we promised dick jokes. Oh, that's right. We did, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Well, we were young men, and that was so long ago. Well, yeah. I think we're more reverent of peens now. <laughs> Yes, they are. They are so holy. They should not be talked about in in the same way that like you can't say the name of God. You have to say Hashem. Um. (laughs) Don't talk about my D in vain. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If you want to support us even more, even more directly, you can uh, throw us some money at our Patreon at support.boxset.website. What you should also do is listen to Cameron's other podcast, which is called Get Up in the Cool. 
and is and is about uh, acoustic music, mostly old-time Appalachian fiddle and banjo music. Although Cameron was playing the guitar in a recent episode. Uh, yeah, I've been I've been doing it more in order to accommodate like non-fiddler guests. So, and also to get better at playing guitar. All the cool kids play guitar. <laughs> Yeah, guitar is so cool. Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> yep. Uh, also, uh, along those lines, um, we've been talking about this concert that just happened yesterday at the time of recording this. And um, the thing that's cool about the Quarantine Happy Hour group on Facebook is all those concerts are archived. So you can go back and watch it yeah. and, if you missed it. Uh, and, yeah, I thought it was a real fun hang. So I thought it was a real fun hang, too. So there. And I went back through and looked at the comments and it was people were making a bunch of jokes oh that God. I thought were really funny. <laughs> they made so many Bonaparte <laughs> crossing the blank jokes. Yeah. So many. You, if you want to get some in. Some would say too many. <laughs> yeah. Some would say. <laughs> some would say really beat it in the ground. <laughs> yeah. So if As you I have say with affection, bon- I want to stipulate that. If you have some Bonaparte <laughs> jokes, you can go add, <laughs> add to the file. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Okay. Well, until next week, I've been Nathan Hunt, and you're my mom, and I'm your dad. (laughs) And I've been Cameron DeWitt. And Nathan, when this is all over, when all the fires are out, and when everyone's vaccined, and when I get to see you, I'm going to hug you, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait. Hug your body. <laughs> Dance with me. <laughs> uh-huh. Gonna have you hugging by the end of this song. <laughs> it's very good. It's like the kids' Bob version. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna hug you like an animal. <laughs> you know how animals <laughs> hug. Animals are constantly hugging. <laughs> but then they go on to say, I wanna hug you from the inside out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hmm. Hmm. Uh. <laughs> okay i gotta go okay bye. bye maybe we can do this in person next week